0: have to tell you, but there are a lot of energetics vying for our attention right now. A lot of noise. There's so much confusion. Why is it confusing? It's because it's not aligning with our positive energetics, our best desires. Today, don't stop believing to live your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life. A huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, Kinetic Believers. Glad you could join us. I'm Stephen Canyon. StephenCanyon.com is the website. KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com is the email address. Good day, Miss Megan. Hola. Don't stop believing. Don't stop Hold on to that feeling. You're just a small town girl. You're living in a lonely world. Well, she took the midnight train. Where were you going?
1: Uh, just
0: anywhere. Any- oh, don't don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> you were singing this. So don't even try it. Don't act like, what are you doing? <laughs> what?
1: Just anywhere. Oh, my goodness. How Journey. are you today? Are you a Journey fan? You know
0: it. Oh, my gosh. They are amazing. Who's they- not?
1: I don't know how you could not like Journey. I'm sure it's possible, but...
0: If you don't like Journey, you don't like anything.
1: (laughs) Ew, a sunset.
0: Gross. (laughs) Well, it'll come out tomorrow, the sun. (laughs) Right. Uh, How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. Mm. I mean, and I don't mean like regular wonderful. I am really wonderful.
0: You really are, aren't you?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a good day.
0: You have been very uppity today. I mean, <laughs> that means something. Else. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> Why, are you so uppity? Why
1: are you so stuck up? <laughs>
0: You're Maybe? in a great mood. Yes. It was that walk, you know, sunshine, blue skies yes. up in the mountains. And it's been a few days since we've had that,
1: you know, and I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but I, I need endorphins, even if it's just a little bit from a little walk and a little sunshine. It's just medicine. I need it. I need it bad. Well, you had it you today, but you know, it. by
0: the time we got up to the top of that, that big hill, boy, you were just talking. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> Endorphins.
1: I was kind of chatty today. <laughs> you were a chatty? Yeah. Chatty Kathy. <laughs> it's a nice day, right? Like, look at the blue sky. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> ah, today, we're talking about don't <laughs> stop believing. And we all need a good dose of that right now, don't we?
1: Yes. Well, let's
0: yes. just jump right in.
1: Let's dive in. All right. Well,
0: the secret, here's the secret to attracting this whatever, is it? this is it. Are you okay. ready? Okay, right out so of the gate. And ready. we're going to wrap it up and do go I, home.
1: Do I need a pen and should I take notes today? Oh, no, it's,
0: it's pretty short. Short secret. The secret to attracting whatever it is that you want in life begins with identity. Identity. We have to know who we are and what makes us us. Yes. Got to know what that is. You know, people truly and seriously, they live sad lives as a result of just not knowing who they are. Mm -hmm. True. What was that song? And I mentioned it to you a little while ago. I came downstairs and I said, oh, I just, I was listening. I wish I knew who it was by, but she was singing about, uh, about, uh, she was singing about drinking whiskey and, and, (laughs) and buying her cocaine from somebody. And she's got to, she's got to take, what did she say? I've got to take my, my. I've got to take my drugs in order to be who I'm not supposed to be or something like that. Oh, my goodness. But it was done in, in some kind of saloon jazz. Come on, help me out. I'm just, I'm, I
1: can't get over the fact that you were listening to something like that.
0: Well, I didn't choose it. It just, it was on Pandora. Pandora's Pandora, like, chose it for me.
1: a song about but, cooking.
0: but it just made me think that people are really, <laughs> they, they are, seriously, they're living sad lives as a result of just not knowing who they are. And they're allowing mm-hmm. others to define them. Yes. Just as soon as, and, and we've known that, you and I have talked about it mm-hmm. growing up. You know, we were, you, you would be just so happy, just skipping along, twirling about, having a great time, mm-hmm. and someone close to you, it would upset them, get, make them angry because your joy was not, uh, they were not in agreement with your joy.
1: Well, misery loves company, so if, mm. if they're conflicting with that joy, then uh, you can sort of it's anticipate, they're going to try to bring you into that, suck you into that negative vortex.
0: Absolutely. Well, how many times did I hear that growing up? Wipe that smile off your face. Yeah. yeah. Really? Really? That's what we're going to be doing? I don't think so. There have always been, look, there's a, a majority of people that are considered average in the world today because they they adhere to uh, and try to um, conform to those negative expectations that are around them. Mm. And they're not average because they are average, but it's just because they don't know what to believe about themselves. And that's what makes them average.
1: Well, and identity, I've always thought is, it can be very tricky because the things that make up your current identity, you can try to sort of suss out what is real, what is me, and what was sort of just put on me. And it can be incredibly confusing to find those pieces of you that are authentic and then discard the ones that aren't you. It's kind of like, you know, when you see a a forgery of a really famous painting, if we all saw this great forgery of the Mona Lisa, um, you'd have to really educate yourself to even know what to look for because technically they look the same. So, you know, understanding even what is your identity and, and being able to find out What's fake? What's real? That's a huge part of this. Great
0: point. And you know something, the good news about all of this, though, is that every single person is, if we're going to talk about being average, everybody is an average creator. Everybody has that supernatural ability to create whatever it is they imagine. How's that for being average? Mm. With the average ability to attract the genius of their greatness. <laughs> it's
1: like the new average.
0: The new average. is That's a high bar, isn't it? I like it. But we all have that. Thing. Every yeah. person possesses the quantum power of belief. We have the authority to speak and see things change. My goodness. We have the authority in the natural the to unwaveringly believe and change our circumstances, mm-hmm. to change ourselves. These are the creative truths regarding the... What is it? 7.6 billion creators presently inhabiting the earth now. Jeez, like, 7.6. It's like rabbits. Well, <laughs> it, was, it, was,
1: it was 5 mil- billion just a second ago. That's well, crazy. It's happening quickly.
0: <laughs> so, But there's a worldwide <laughs> shift in consciousness that's occurring right now. Yes. Right now, all around the world. And that's kind of what I want to get into today is, is when we talk about identity, and we see things shifting and changing around us. It can make, uh, you know, things seem a little uh, shaky, ground shaky. Sure. Who who am I? Where am I? How am I supposed to be relating to all this stuff that's going on around me today? Right. Because the world is look, it's moving away from. It's moving away from the nature of competitiveness. There is this worldwide shift in consciousness that's occurring right now all around us. And the survival instinct to compete with one another, it's until now, it's just been this foot race to the kill. For example, fear of lack, uh, driven by the imagination of what, when you look around these, what appears to be a limited marketplace. And it's been the engine driving corporate invention.
1: Well, if you don't believe that, just go out and try to buy some toilet paper.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and you'll you find it out in a hurry, it's, right?
1: Yeah, it's still the way of so uh, the world for so many.
0: What a sad, sad existence, coveting what other people have, Here. taking yeah. shares of the, the perceived markets, just the race to the shelves. You know, they put out a several new cases of canned food, and it's gone within 20 minutes. Competition within boundaries. In other words, this is all that we see is within this one box store, so it must be all that there is. Mm-hmm. And you were mentioning the other day the uh, image of this. She was a 95-year-old 90, woman by herself in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. 95, and she's standing there in the... In the canned food aisle, and the, the shelves were barren.
1: Yeah, she was crying because there wasn't even one thing left. It was completely, utterly empty. She seemed very confused.
0: 95 years of living in a competitive society where all you, all you see is apparently all that there is. Mm. The average person looks around to inventory what they see and what they believe to see is then what they consider. Well, that would bring tears to anybody's eyes these days. This kind of measurement for what we're going to believe. It's saying, you know, what I observe is what I have to get, what I can see out there. That's what I got to somehow figure out how to go and get it before you get it or anybody else. If it belongs to someone else, then your desire is is just to take what you see. This is the competitive games of fear that, you know, the world has been immersed in forever. The spoils of that uh, you know, it just always leads to sorrow.
1: Yeah.
0: Humankind is advancing right now as a whole into an enlightened age of creativity.
1: The age of Aquarius.
0: For many Americans right now, the scale of the pandemic crisis, it's, you know what? It reminds me of 9-11 in a lot of ways. And, and also the, the 2008 financial crisis mm-hmm. in that those were events that reshaped society. Yes. And it did it in lasting ways. I mm-hmm. mean when you think of 9/11, so much changed yeah. because of that the, that one event. Uh, that you know we've never gone back to the way it was before 9/11.
1: Absolutely. And when things like that happen too, if if you have even the smallest grain of empathy in your personality, I think it's really you just have this heightened sense of, you know, a collective fear which can can put a lot of stress on your thoughts your mind and your life
0: absolutely well you know what in today in this the age of or this time of this pandemic I'm not going to call it an age it's just a time and so even more than those other events this event right now that we're all in and, and observing in different ways this event is changing the entire world around us from how we travel from how we buy homes going forward uh, to the level of security and the surveillance that we're accustomed to. All of those things, you know, the government surveillance, just the things that are changing right now, shifting Mm -hmm. in ways that we've not even begun to see. Things are about to change and they'll never go back to the way that they were. So (laughs) what does all that mean for us? I
1: saw something the other other day and um, this girl posted, she's a millennial and she tweeted something to the effect of, it's it's never going to be the same, you know, instead of being in trouble for staying out late i'm i'm mad at my parents for going out <laughs> 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 it's like everything's changing. <laughs> it's all It's all, changing. all crazy. Change
0: is good, though. Look, that's, what I, that's where I want to get to today. Mm. Change is always going to be good, especially for the kinetic believer. There's a lot in this world that needs to change. There's plenty in this world that doesn't need to change. But we do know this, that all things are always advancing toward perfected completion. Mm. The universe in its, in its perfect state of being. Is advancing toward perfected completion where all things incorrect and wrong and negative, negative source energetics will be left behind. That age, what you just said, of Aquarius, the next rung in the ladder toward advancement is here now. And we will be continuing to advance toward a better life, better things. But the advancement of the collective truly has very little to do with the advancement of the kinetic believer. That's the solo advancement, the growth that we enjoy as kinetic believers to grow and live our best lives regardless of circumstances around us
1: when I like something you just said it was so simple but incredibly profound that change is good that's something that I think we could all do well to tell ourselves all the time over and over again just sort of muttering that as we walk through our day change is good change is good change is good because I do think we are pre-programmed to um, experience change you know it, when it when it shows up it feels negative instantly
0: yeah, because we're you know people are people that are motivated by fear are typically those that gravitate toward the comfort zone, mm-hmm. and a comfort zone is best suited for those that don't want to change. Yeah. In other words, I'm gonna hold I'm a tree hugger. I'm gonna hold on to this this way of life instead of a tree. It's my couch. I want to stay in here, eat the same thing, watch the same shows, live the same life. I want to know who you are if you're coming to see me. I don't want new friends. I don't want anything different in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well you know change is good change is is the opposite of stagnant yes. and change is the opposite of fear
1: yeah
0: because well, think about it think about it this way here it is right now we've gotten this global virus that keeps us it's right now keep us it's keeping us contained in our homes and they're saying that maybe for months and it's already already reorienting our relationships to government our relationships to the outside world.
1: I'm already liking it a little too much.
0: Our relationships <laughs> even to each other. Yes. But you're liking the, the positives. You're seeing the positive energetics in all of this. <laughs> yes. So some very real questions though, that come out of this, and even some uh, which could be perhaps sobering, are things like, well, will nations stay closed? Is this going to be the way of life going yeah. forward for some countries? Uh, will touch become taboo? Mm-hmm. Being up close to other yes, people. affection. And affection. Yeah. Um, what, qu- yeah. What will become of restaurants? These are
1: all questions we all have running through our minds right, right. now. Right, the
0: things that we've enjoyed doing. You know, we come to enjoy doing it. And, you know, so what's going to become of, of many of those those activities? But yeah. crisis, here's the thing. Crisis always presents opportunity for change, good change, things— and, Things like you know more sophisticated and flexible use of technology, um, less polarization, which we could all agree, I think that we need less of that, mm-hmm. um, a revived appreciation for the outdoors, yes, which you and I were talking about earlier today. We love the outdoors. Yes, and I don't know that we need to personally, you and I, uh, revive that. But boy, just immerse ourselves into that.
1: Sometimes it almost feels like an addiction. Like when when it ha- when it's been raining for a few days and we can't go outside, I almost feel like I'm having withdrawal or something.
0: Sure, and you know we consider a lot of people consider that just one of life's simple pleasures. Well, you know what's good about a simple pleasure is it's not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I can I can uh, really get into that. <laughs> right. I love that. So, yeah, you know, what? nobody really knows exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking like, OK, so what's a complicated pleasure? <laughs> like <laughs> we, we can overcomplicate things we enjoy. Absolutely. I, I've been in
0: many co- uh, coffee shops that actually ended up being a complicated pleasure. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> I, I said ha- <laughs> half and half or I don't want any sweetener. You do or... have
1: problems ordering sometimes. Well
0: I just I just let you do it for me. <laughs> I don't know some of the I don't I just don't still get it I know what I, I know it tastes good
1: you sent me it was so funny right before the isolation started we were at or you went to Starbucks and you texted me a picture of your drink and you you said this is nasty what do we you said, <laughs> what do we always get because well, this is terrible you know
0: what's wrong look at this look at this picture of this cup of coffee what's wrong with it
1: I'm, I'm like I'll, I'll mobile order it for you
0: that's kind of sad uh, well but it's true you always order for me
1: yes yeah, simple but, pleasures but
0: <laughs> nobody knows exactly what's going to come out of all this but we're yeah. Regardless of how the world continually changes, mm-hmm. what we do know is this, is that the genius of creators, you and my, myself and kinetic believers, that have an ability to imagine invention and to appreciate art, you know, the expression of self, literature, uh, fables, wealth-building schemes, and and adventure and and exploration the creative bias which has existed since the actually the genetic code of humans was dynamically altered about 6000 years ago we know that it's existed since then and we're just going to continue expanding now in order to create the better life that we, as kinetic believers, absolutely can count upon. It was the manifestation of the creative bias that, after all, designed all of the forms in the universe, and that was prior to the Big Bang. And we know this. We know this is how everything that was created was created. And it was the discovery of the God particle that demonstrated the hand of bias for the creation at work throughout the universe. Look, the the universal law of attraction has been used by the one percenters now for thousands of years, regardless of the changes that were taking place in the world. And the creator knows, God knows, and you and I, we all know that there've been a lot of changes in this world, (laughs) historically speaking.
1: Yeah.
0: My goodness. Look what the world has evolved through and advanced through. Why do we think it would be anything different now? Right. So, you know, one of our kinetic believers Asked a great question. Uh, we just got it. Hello, Pam. Hey, Hope you're Pam. out there listening. Hey, Drew. Great question. Pam was listening yesterday, and she said that she heard Megan mention that before the guided journal, she would uh, just repeat her manifestations. And Pam said that she's been doing this, but she's been doing it in different versions using the guided journal. So she said that she's manifesting her life to be the best version of the po- whatever that could possibly be for her. In order to always have, she said, great wealth and and great health and happiness, optimistic happiness, kindness, joy, all those things. But Pam asked, she said, is it, is it not good to repeat myself? And I think with her journal, mm-hmm. is it good for her to be repetitive and to continue to stand on what she's journaling or not? And great question. Yeah. And so here's the deal. The kinetic believer absolutely stands unwaveringly upon their unchanging desires you become immutable in your expectations and in your imagination. You see it done right now in your life in the land of the living and you cast down negative imaginations, negative energetics, anything that should try to show up and turn you off of what you're standing on and believing for. And so in that sense, the kinetic believer absolutely stands unwaveringly upon their unchanging desires. The negative energetics that come against your best beliefs will try to move you away from what you're standing on. So, yes, Pam, remain steadfast, immutable, unchanging. And in it. by doing so, the law of attraction will begin aligning you and your circumstances to reflect exactly what it is that you're kinetically believing to show up in your life.
1: Stand on those highest viewpoints. I like that. It's really yeah. cool too. How I like how you said, you know, you, what you will be expanding. Because you talk to us about expansion all the time. That we are supposed to be expanding. That life is expansion. And so I like this idea that we're not just expanding self, but we're expanding. Everything is expanding with us.
0: Mm, our yeah.
1: our expectations. You said expand those expectations, and you're expanding yourself. And and really, that's the. Uh, that's what you're going to see grow as you as you go through that journey.
0: Well, let's understand it this way. And what we're doing is we're working our kinetic belief by keeping that journal. Well, what is kinetic belief? Mm. Kinetic belief is made up of three parts. It's our thoughts, mm. aligning our thoughts with our words and our, aligning our words with our actions. If any one of those three in the trifecta of kinetic belief is missing, if it's not if you're not operating in that, then then you're really not manifesting what you're hoping to see. It takes that action of, of uh, your belief. It takes you moving forward, moving in new ways mm-hmm. in order for the law of attraction to do its part. So it's by standing and unchanging, unchanging that it's going to manifest. An example would be, and we've talked about this before, imagine Tiger Woods. He's four years old, and he's being told by his father, his his dad, who was out working with him, he Which, says, by
1: the way, that footage of him—you can watch footage on YouTube of him when he's four, playing golf—it's unbelievable.
0: It's amazing, isn't it's it? It's
1: Unreal.
0: Out there swinging a club, but what what what's happening? His his father was teaching him the power of kinetic belief. Little Tiger Woods was thinking like a professional golfer at the age of four. So he had his thought the the thought forms and that high viewpoint for his belief. And then he was talking golf, he was speaking with his father, and he was saying the uh, learning the vernacular of the game so that's two of the the three in the trifecta of kinetic belief. then the third thing he was doing is he was swinging that club. Can you imagine how many times Tiger Woods has uh, swung a golf club in his lifetime <laughs> but that was the that's kinetic true. that was the kinetic energy the action mm. the the movement toward his his belief yeah. so all three were in alignment f- from the age of four right up to whatever age he is today
1: right the action to
0: so it. he did not change in the trifect of his kinetic belief but what did change was the playing field his life changed everything around him changed he would continue to show up thinking one way saying what he was thinking and swinging the golf club mm-hmm. he would continue to do that immutably not changing one thing just working on it but what was changing was high, his viewpoints were changing his thought forms would change the swing would get better his his the the theater for practicing his sport and playing his game would change But his belief system, his kinetic belief never changed. His life did, and everything around him continued to change until this day. Expansion. It's continuing to expand and advance and to grow. But that's just one example of how kinetic belief works for everyone, regardless of whether your objective, your your subjective reality is to stand on the platform with a gold medal at the Olympics Mm -hmm. to play the game of golf, to... Be, make the best apple pie in in uh, Hickoryville <laughs> whatever, it, whatever, whatever it is whatever it is yeah. but you know the creative to be a creative creator that just means you're delighting you're delighting in your your uh, intellect you're delighting in your thoughts that you're genius. taking delight and you're working in that inner genius mm-hmm. that's what it means to be creative and so we're doing the same thing and as Pam talked about she's Uh, standing on and believing unwaveringly to have great health and wealth and happiness and kindness and joy. And so you break each one of those down, and you create a trifecta kinetic belief for health. And then you do it for wealth, And you do the same thing for happiness, knowing that happiness, true happiness, is optimistic. It's looking forward to those things that you're believing for. Looking forward in the sense that, you know what, you have it right now, but you know that the highest viewpoint is going to continue to change, just like with Tiger Woods and your life is advancing, as you're seeing it already done in the present tense. And kindness, the same thing. Joy, the same thing. All of these attributes are becoming you as you are journaling the trifecta of your kinetic belief for each one of those items. And so I would say, you know, don't just write down, I'm happy and I'm, and I'm kind and I'm full of joy. I mean, that's a great place to start, but then you need to think, well, if you're full of joy, what, what are your thoughts like? What are you thinking about? What kind of thoughts do you have? What kind of thoughts does a person that's full of joy have? And you're journaling those. How does a person that's full of joy talk and you're writing down those, those words and those sentences. How does a person that's full of joy act? What kind of actions am I doing today? And then you do the same thing with kindness and happiness and wealth and great health. And then what happens is, is that the law of attraction begins moving the substance of that belief, your, your kinetic belief, into your life. And if it's an idea that you're needing to attract great wealth, guess what happens? You wake up in the middle of the night and then this idea that is in alignment with your experiential knowledge your wisdom your place where you are your aptitudes your creative inner genius it comes it comes into your mind and in your thoughts it moves into the frontal lobe and it's something that you can grasp hold of and you can begin right where you are working toward manifesting that thing let's say maybe it's you've you've imagined that you you're going to make uh, you want to have a million dollars and then all of a sudden, the idea for it pops in. Maybe you're working in concrete. And then the idea comes in that, you know what? Maybe if I do decorative surfacing, stamped concrete, and make concrete look like cobblestone and granite brick and ashlar slate, maybe it should be a Paris fan cobblestone. And the idea for that comes into your thoughts at five in the morning. And then you realize, all I need is a shovel. <laughs> I just need a shovel and a rake. And my friend Jesse <laughs> and I can go down and knock on some doors that need a new driveway, and I knock on the door and say, "Sure, go ahead and put in a new driveway." And I call a concrete company because they give me a deposit, and then I'll, next thing you know, you're you're putting down 120 yards of concrete, and you're stamping it, and you're using a shovel and a rake, and you got this company now, and it's growing because you opened yourself up for the law of attraction to bring that genius of voice, that that authentic entrepreneurial idea for for attracting that money. And now you're putting the action of your shovel and your rake toward bringing that into your life. You're having a great time doing it. That's how this works. I really
1: love um, an analogy, an incredibly simple analogy that you gave when we talked about this earlier today. You really compared kinetic belief to um, this image of kicking a soccer ball from one end of the field to the other. And you kick it and you have to repeat the action again and again so the idea is repeated but every time you're kicking it you're kicking it from a new place and so just like with kinetic belief I love the idea that you gave us that the highest viewpoint is what you're holding on to and there's repetition in that but you're repeating it from new heights and new places and really as a new creature as a new person um so like we talked about also earlier it's it's an incredibly ironic concept because you are changing and so it feels very different and very new and very fresh and yet you're just holding on and grasping that that highest viewpoint and never letting go
0: we have our part to do and the law of attraction has its part we're only doing 50 percent of the equation Uh, imagine p90x okay you're gonna do (laughs) you get you're gonna do for 90 days you're gonna do p90x you're gonna do the same thing every (laughs) single day for 90 days is anything changing well, if you're doing it every day for 90 days, it absolutely is. It's not a respecter of persons. It's a respecter of you doing those I'm, movements of P90X for 90 days.
1: I'm laughing because whenever I think about P90X, I just think about how I wish I was the person that I thought I was when I watched the infomercial. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could hilarious. live up to that person. I, well, that's
0: the kin- the kinetic <laughs> believer needs to be doing the P90X. Right. I, I wish I could be
1: who I think I am at three in the morning. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> watching the P90X. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are that guy at three in the morning? Absolutely. Oh, I, I need this. that right yeah. now. Let me
1: order this because I'm absolutely <laughs> going to be
0: ripped. No. But so to the point though, let's of, 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 say P90X, you're doing the same thing every day, but something's changing outside of, outside of you, you cannot actually make your muscle bigger except by doing the repetitive action over and over. Yes. So you're, you're, you've aligned your thoughts with whatever the guy is saying mm-hmm. and you're, you're talking like him. Come on, give me one more. Give me one more. Whatever you're saying. You yeah, know. Whatever. Right, whatever. And then you're also, you're doing the action. Yeah. But that's the, that's the action now to your kinetic belief. Those three things, you're into the trifecta of yes. kinetic belief. So then something miraculous begins to happen uh, to your cellular structure and your muscles. They start to grow and develop. And you mm-hmm. start becoming something different, even though, guess what? You never left your living room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You haven't gone anywhere. And you're just repeating yourself, doing the same thing every single day, but you're thinking one way and you're aligning your words with it and you're aligning your actions with it, and then life around you and in you and through you begins to change. You begin to develop and to grow into a positive thing that you had imagined to be.
1: And it is so important, isn't it? It seems like it would be to acknowledge when you do see growth happen. Um, Just like when you're working out... um, You know, if you if you have a 90 day plan, you know, you're going to be seeing some pretty sweet results halfway through when you're halfway there. And so I love this idea of, you know, acknowledge your expansion as you go on this journey.
0: And the key to that acknowledgement is that we acknowledge it on day one. Yes. In other words, you're grateful for it on the first day. You're grateful for you seeing yourself in your imagination in the way that you're kinetically journaling as that end result you're you're showing gratitude that I am so thankful that I look just like the guy on the TV show. And you you know you don't have to tell anybody else that because they're going to say no you don't. So don't argue with anybody. But you put it in your thoughts, you put it in your words and then you create the action. And your your imagination, your highest viewpoint that thought form now is going to be the image of your head on top of that body (laughs) as it is right now today in the present tense. And then you continue to do those exercises for those 90 days. And then the manifestation is what you believe for and saw your first day doing it. And if you can unwaveringly stick with that, stay with it, be immutable, don't change, don't cave in and quit. Don't listen to a negative vibe, negative energetics, If you go to work one day and somebody says, well, you know, you look tired. You don't look very good. You need a haircut. Whatever it is. Don't let that take the wind out of your sails. That's
1: not work. That's mom.
0: (laughs) Whoever it is. Don't align yourself with whatever that is. You will continue daily aligning yourself with your highest viewpoints for living your best life.
1: You know, I like that you brought up the negative energetics because as I was thinking earlier um, about journaling and my process of journaling, um, maybe the biggest difference in actually what I'm putting on paper from day to day. A lot of times, it's pinging off of, and I don't want this to come across like it's in a negative way. Um, but let's say somebody does tell you you look tired, and so a lot of times my journal will represent me overcoming that negative energetic. Um, If somebody said you look tired, then maybe in my journal, I'm writing, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am fresh. I'm healthy. I define what I look like. I don't care about the opinions of others. Um, You know, defining it in that way. And I was just wondering what you thought about that that piece of the journaling process. That is,
0: that's fundamental to the journaling process because we are aligning ourselves daily meditatively uh, with the highest viewpoint, those articles of faith, our conviction for who we are unconditionally loving ourselves exactly like we imagine to be. And then that way, when we run into a negative energetic, a bad report, a bad friend, a bad anything, something mm-hmm. that's not in agreement with what we believe to be true. It's easy to cast it down. Yes. So before we react, and if you're reacting, if we're reacting in a in a, a like kind way with something that's a negative energetic, we've aligned ourselves with that. Yeah. Well, how do we how do we overcome that? The the deal here is to not be to get out of the knee jerk reaction manner of living this life. In other words, you know, it's not an eye for an eye is it, people? No. We stay in our best form. And the only way to do that is to have created the holistic viewpoint for our lives so that we're not aligning ourselves. Mm -hmm. When those challenges come up, those tests uh, arise in our lives that challenge our best ideas for ourselves.
1: That's the kinetic belief bubble.
0: It takes practice. (laughs) We talked about yesterday. It's the bubble. It takes practice. And this is something, it's a way of life. You cannot do this one time and then, you know, you're Gandhi. (laughs) It takes every single day, but it does get easier because it it becomes, it starts to become you and it transforms us. Our within transforms us all the way out.
1: Well, and just like the example you just gave about, you know, starting a workout routine, the P90X, um, you don't, you're not week day one and then week day 80 and then day 90, you just wake up with muscles. You know, so it, it is this beautiful progression that you're talking about. You know, it does get easier and you do get better at it. And there is that expansion taking place all along the way.
0: All along the way. And this is so important and vital. We're not trying to become something. Yes. We already are. And if you're doing that P90X, you see yourself as that on day one, Mm -hmm. so that on day two, you see that this is who you are already working out through that program, according to the the details that have been placed before you. If it's the golf at four years old, you're seeing yourself beating Jack Nicklaus, even though you've got the swing of a four-year-old. But it's developing and growing, and you're doing this again and again and again. And every time you go out there to do this, you're that guy beating Jack Nicholas, even yeah. though in the objective reality is, no, you're not. Your subjective reality is, yes, I am.
1: Um, uh, let's talk about the other portion of Pam's question here, which I just loved. Um, and, and you had such a we, wonderful, wonderful response when we chatted about this earlier. I'm just so excited to get to it. I hope I'm not jumping the gun because...
0: Uh, yeah Yes, yeah, Pam, she, I think she also said that she is meditating on happiness, uh, kindness, and joy, and that she becomes frustrated at simple things. Sure. And she <laughs> comes across, she said she comes across wrong in her tone, and she wants to be the light, yeah. but said that she feels like there's a dark cloud that's mm-hmm. covering her. And so she wanted to know, what is it that she can do differently?
1: We've all been in that club.
0: Haven't we all? Been there, done that. That's called being a spiritual being in the natural. You're having a human experience. That's all that is. First of all, I would want to say, Pam, congratulations. You're changing. Yes. The frustration that you're feeling is coming from your positive expectations for change to show up in your life. The first thing that happens is you begin attracting awareness when you start this. You become aware that, hey, wait a minute, those negative energetics over there. It's causing me to feel like I need to respond in this uh, like-kind way. Um, it's not in agreement. It's not in alignment with my positive energetics. It's not in alignment with what I'm expecting from me. It's not in alignment with, with my kinetic beliefs for advancing myself in these positive ways. And so what's happening is you've been gaining enlightenment. And it's starting to become you. And it's changing your thought forms. It's changing what your expectations are. Those negative things that you mentioned, those are not in alignment with your positive energetics that you've been journaling. So congratulations, you are changing. And this is a way of life, and you continue to stay with it, and keep working with it, and things will continue to develop and grow according to your best expectations.
1: Well, and I think you made a really, really important point that the the, the very beginning of change is awareness. Um, so it, it's almost as if if we're not aware of these things, that means that there's no growth, that there's no change. We've all met that person that is so self-involved; they have no idea that they're they're a walking insult because they have zero self-awareness, and so. Developing these sensitivities to negative positive energy, who you are, how you fit in, how other people fit into that vortex that you're creating that's just beautiful I mean that's just beautiful it's a
0: beautiful thing, and then another thing I would throw out here is that often when somebody is is alarmed by their tone, it's because somebody's been telling them that I don't like your tone, and so if that is the case, then that's that's altogether another thing that um you know. we're we're working on (laughs) you can't here's the here's the thing if there's someone in your life that has access to you and it's usually it's family and uh, they they've recognized that this works with you I can tell you that I don't like your tone and uh, all of a sudden I'm using my dominion over you and I'm controlling you because it works with you I know that's a button I can push with you and the way to handle that is to remove yourself from uh being uh, allowing them to push those buttons and the way that we do that is we stay centered in ourselves unconditionally loving ourselves and them as well yeah. and i will tell you this that usually family like that the 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 family circle is the toughest it is one of the most difficult things uh to yes. to continue to develop and grow in positively is if we're not doing this as a unit well, if we're not doing with, this together
1: yes it's rife with um, obligatory things and and really old deep deep rooted habits and it does have many components that other relationships just don't have so that's a wonderful point and also I love that you're taking us through this this idea of the power of awareness and you just gave us another level of awareness you know being aware of how people may be pushing your buttons maybe they are maybe they're not but just being aware of your surroundings and your interactions
0: and also just and this takes more meditation and if you've got a big family and a lot of them are negative, you're gonna you're gonna have to spend more times in a dark corner, more time, in a in a dark place with a candle on, mm-hmm. a light place, not to be dark, but a place by yourself to set get away mood. from set, set and the set, set the mood and center yourself, yeah. center yourself and with your journal, center yourself with your expectations for yourself. Walk quietly. Don't carry a stick. And center yourself in love with yourself. And you know what these afflictions and these these uh, judgments and these negative things, they'll continue to come. But that does not mean that we have to respond in like kind. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you align yourself with a negative energetic, and it still continues to become you. There are ways to respond by not responding in like Mm. kind
1: and I have to say when you actually act on that and you act these things out and you implement these truths into your life and into those familial relationships the sense of the position of power that you've put yourself in is so strong and it's so fulfilling and it feels fantastic because we've all been there we've all we've all reacted negatively and that sort of sickening sense of oh I was brought down to some other level that I shouldn't be on. And so everything you're describing, it's going to really put us again in that position of power in our own lives where we we run it. We run things. We're the top dog of our sphere of influence in everything we're experiencing.
0: Even though somebody is family, it's still a separate, it's another human being.
1: Yeah.
0: Even though it's a child or it's a spouse or whoever it is. Sure, love them unconditionally, but understand that this is another co-creator. It's not someone that's lording over you or over you, and you're certainly not over them. So at the end of the day, respect their space, respect their opinions and their ideas and their thoughts. What they think about you is none of your business.
1: Yeah, there it is.
0: And what you think about them really shouldn't be any of their business. But stay out of the debates. Don't try to win them over. Stay away from the the arguments and all of those things. It doesn't mean to allow them to run over you. You're standing your ground as a strong individual, yeah. unconditionally loving the creative genius that you were you came into the natural with.
1: And you know, we've talked many times on here as well on just the simple power of laughter and not taking life so freaking seriously because I think we all fall into that trap or it's very easy to from time to time um and I want to I want to hear from you you know I know that sometimes I can it's almost a sense of getting bogged down and it's and it's obviously coming from a mental state that you're putting yourself in. And so how do you break out of those moments of serious, you know, oh, you're taking life so seriously and it makes everything feel like a huge deal and you need a shift, right? You need a quick um, slap over the head perspective shift. You know, how do we do that in the moment to snap ourselves out of that and snap ourselves over into joy and light and fun
0: well the the first uh, that you you brought up the first condition or the first sense of being is one that is born in the competitive realm and it's where people it's where we're hurrying and we're worrying and there's anxiety and there's a race to the spoil and there's Um, You know, the walls go up and we have to defend ourselves. We have to defend our honor, defend our whatever. We have to challenge those that are challenging us and push back when we're pushed and all those things. And so the shift that you're talking about is simply one that moves over into, you know what? I am uh, going to pay attention to my own creative inner genius. These are the, the kinetic believers, the creators who are advancing their mind, body, and soul, again, toward perfected completion. It is a place of Zen. It's a place of peace. And so if someone that's showing up wanting to challenge you, don't step into the challenge. Mm -hmm. And if you have to just um, let them have their way, let them have their way, but you're not receiving it. It doesn't mean you got to push back. Just let them say whatever the ugly thing is they're going to say to you. Don't receive it. And then move on to whatever you're going to do next. Not flippantly acknowledging it, but not receiving it. And that's an act of unconditionally loving those that are around you. Is it easy? No. Can you do it? Absolutely. And once you've done it a couple of times, it becomes part of your nature.
1: And thats um, it seems like that would be a perfect opportunity for uh, what you're always talking about, just a a positive disruption. You need a positive disruption to snap you back into the right headspace.
0: That's exactly right. But you know what? These are... The kinetic believers that are able to do this and to continually, every day, we need a positive disruption, don't we? Every single day, especially these days. But these are the ones that are attracting whatever it is that they want out of life and whatever it is that they desire. These are the Tiger Woods of life. These are the gold medalists. These are the one percenters. And they do this over and over and over again. And it's when we think that, you know what? I don't have it if I don't see it. Well, you're not a kinetic believer yet. Kinetic believer has it when they believe it. That's when they see it, because we're grateful as we see ourselves in the present tense already having that thing that we've imagined to have. Look, there are no exceptions to this. There's no other way to do this. A person cannot choose to not believe either. We're all believers. We're all believing something at all times. And whatever it is that you're believing, you're manifesting. You're drawing into your life. And if you are, if we are allowing ourselves to be caught up into some kind of... Uh, Um, arguments and debasing ourselves through it and accusing others that are accusing us, guess what we're going to continue to have? That's going to be the lifestyle that we're going to continue to live, because that's our belief that we're adhering to and relying on. And remember that the law of attraction is always bringing into our lives whatever it is that we're believing. This is quantum mechanics. This is philosophy. This is faith. This is life as a creator on earth and beyond.
1: I have um, a oddly specific question about journaling and manifesting. So when I was I was realizing earlier today that when I am imagining something that I'm working to manifest into my life, that I I tend to imagine things in an incredibly experiential way. So for example, if you are believing for um, a dream home on the coast, okay. Um, I don't just picture the house. I picture myself living in the house. What I would do in the house, the, the experience of being there, living there, working that expectation. Um, is that does it matter how you do that? Is that the best way to do it? Does it even matter if you ex- if you're picturing yourself experiencing that? Because a lot of times we're we're being told. Uh, not by you, but in a uh, law of attraction information that's out there, you know, we're sort of told just to focus on the house, like you just picture the house. And I realized that I'm picturing it in this experiential way. And I'm wondering if there's a difference.
0: If there's a difference in the way that you are picturing and you're, you're speaking in terms of being very specific as to the color of a house and the type of roof. And if it's got a pitch level or a metal roof, or if it's on 20 acres or 25 acres, is that what you're?
1: No, just the difference of picturing the house as off by itself as an entity in my mind, Mm -hmm. when I'm working, believing for the image of a thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're being told to picture the thing, um, but instead of picturing that I noticed that I just really naturally I don't really picture the house as much as what it will be like to live there. And my sure. experience in connection with that thing and that physical. Great question.
0: Thing. Yeah, and absolutely that's the that is the way to do it is you're opening yourself up to the holistic uh uh Uh, way of receiving that that dream that dream home that house look the law of attraction works this way our creator works this way first of all we come into the natural with limited knowledge don't we we don't have all the answers we don't know all that there is that's out there but if we open ourselves up to our heart's desire the promise is as a co-creator created in the image of the creator is that if we're willing if we're willing to go on this journey then the house of our heart's desire, that home, that place that you've been seeing and imagining and, and hoping for, and you're working toward it, and you're thinking about it and talking about it, and your actions are moving toward that thing, is going to be greater than anything you could have thought of or imagined. If you are going in the other direction, let's say that you've cut out a picture of a specific house on the cliff somewhere up in northern Maine overlooking the sea, and you don't waver from that, and you continue to think about it, talk about it, and you're moving toward it, then chances are you're going up to Maine and you're driving up and down those cliffs and you're talking to realtors and you've been earning the money for that. And then you're probably going to specifically find the home that was pictured on that in your your magazine cutout. And eventually one day the law of attraction is going to bring that specific house to you. Absolutely. Without a doubt. But here's the here's the, the deal with that. The, the latter of those two illustrations will result in this. As a human being with limited experiential knowledge, you can end up in that house that you put on your refrigerator and it not be your heart's desire. Because you have limited the law of attraction, you're playing the role of the law of attraction. You're allowing it to sift through the uh, particles of creation to establish that one thing that you think you want. You've heard it said before: "Be careful what you wish for." Yes. Because it, the reason that that is so true is that we limit ourselves with our own expectations. You're you're we become the designer of our own lives. Well, that's kind of sad if you think about it. There's so much out there. There's so many treasures yet to be opened that we don't know the contents of. But what we do know is that if, you will, if we will base our expectations upon our highest viewpoint and thought forms for experiencing this life, our best lives, the law of attraction will, will attract like-kind circumstances to establish something greater than we can think of or imagine. The analogy of Tiger Woods, thinking about when he was four years old, beating Jack Nicholas, swinging a golf club, and talking about it, thinking about it, and doing all the trifecta of the kinetic belief. I can guarantee you that right now, he is living a life that's greater than anything he could have ever thought of or imagined as a four-year-old. But as a four-year-old, if he had only limited himself to one picture that he cut out, showing himself beating one person in the game of golf on one golf course, and then dedicated his life toward that one golf course, not considering anything else, not being open to any other ideas, not being open to playing in any other tournaments against any other golfers, well, he could have had his uh, wish come true and yet miss his heart's desire.
1: Right. Open to expansion, open to change, open to sponta- that that spontaneous combustion that we even talked about yesterday. Um, what a really beautiful and I feel like we got a lot of clarity today on the balance of of holding that highest viewpoint and yet also allowing it to expand and grow with us, which is a really beautiful way to see that process of manifestation and, and really journaling as well.
0: Sure. And, you know, Aristotle said that excellence is never an accident. It is always, he said, it's always the result of high intention, sincere <laughs> effort and intelligent execution. There's a trifecta of kinetic <laughs> belief.
1: That's a great point. You know, luck luck sure does look like hard work sometimes.
0: <laughs> Doesn't it really? <laughs> you know? But he, he said that it represents the wise choice of many alternatives. Choice, not chance, determines our destiny. It's always choice. It's never chance that determines our destiny. Our sense of self-identity becomes a sense of destiny. We can attract anything Anything that we imagine to attract. And when we do, look, it should not be a surprise to you when it begins pouring into your life. You should be the least surprised person because you've imagined to have whatever that thing is a long time ago. And if it can still surprise you, then you know what? You haven't been imagining it in the present tense. It is our conservation of momentum our steadfastness that produces the cause of the effect of whatever it is we're imagining to receive. And what we believe to be our destiny, um, actually in particle physics, it's best understood as quantum entanglement. And so those who attract their best lives regularly uh, into their lives daily as a practice are forever optimistic and always grateful. It's the kinetic believer that will maintain imaginations for Observation of things that are um, lovely and things that are pure and things that are full of uh, vitality and blessings and uh, the good life and nothing missing, nothing broken. All of those wonderful, magnificent things that we can hope for, imagine, and then see. It's the destiny believer that believes the best in all things. It's not considering the negative things. It's not considering the, the pandemic beyond, you know, what is the, the wise thing for me to do. If I touch a surface, I'm going to wash my hands. Not out of fear, but out of a positive expectation for living my best life with perfected health. And I'm doing this in abundance. And I'm imagining that, you know, I have an enlightened mind. Maybe I don't have all of the answers right now, but I'm imagining that I do. And the law of attraction is going to meet my expectations and it's going to give me ideas. And the successful kinetic believer is using their creative abilities to enjoy this life. Just enjoy it. Not in some future date. Enjoy it now, today, right now, the next tomorrow morning after you've practiced your kinetic belief journaling and you've done your meditative time and you've worked on those high viewpoints and reminded yourself to watch your tone and to be kind and and loving and caring and all of those things. You've got to stir that up within you and then you practice it. You walk through the day carrying those expectations, working out the actions of your belief, your thoughts, and your words. The kinetic believer possesses and then uses an ability to focus the substance of your belief to change the physical around you. It'll catch up with you, but it's not your business. That's the law of attractions part. Stop. We need to stop trying to, to play the role of the law of attraction. It's the disciplined creator that is intentionally commanding the universal source of matter to rearrange and to construct and to form and to change and expand and attract that which we are desiring. And by doing so, guess what? If we remain in unconditional love, we never, ever fail. We don't fail. Let's work on some high viewpoints. Let's do it my inner genius
1: my inner genius
0: requires great wealth
1: requires great wealth
0: i've entered into the greatness
1: i've entered into the greatness of
0: my wealth of my wealth i am aligned
1: i am aligned with
0: my higher purpose with
1: my higher purpose
0: for living my best life
1: for living my best life
0: i always follow the inner voice i
1: always follow the inner voice
0: of my inner genius of
1: my inner genius
0: for attracting my best life
1: for attracting my best life
0: I choose actions. I
1: choose actions
0: that attract wealth.
1: That attract wealth
0: for my life's purpose. For
1: my life's purpose.
0: Every answer.
1: Every answer for
0: attracting wealth.
1: For attracting wealth is within me. Is within me.
0: Every answer.
1: Every answer for
0: attracting health.
1: For attracting health is within me. Is within me.
0: I have attracted the substance. I've
1: attracted the substance of
0: my heart's desire. Of
1: my heart's desire,
0: and I have the ability to pay for it.
1: And I have the ability to pay for it. <laughs> my
0: awareness for my best life is my, heightened.
1: My awareness for my best life is heightened.
0: I am unwavering in my beliefs. I'm
1: unwavering in my beliefs
0: for attracting whatever I desire.
1: For attracting anything, whatever I desire
0: into my life's purpose.
1: Into my life's purpose. My
0: passions have come to me.
1: My passions have come to me,
0: and I can more than afford them.
1: And I can more than afford them. I'm expensive. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank you, Pam. Yeah. yeah. Love getting, uh,
1: having um, questions come in, and and it makes the podcast even more fun. I love it. It makes me feel interactive and connected with everyone.
0: Well, I want to remind you that the Law of Attraction 100-day guided journal uh, is at StephenCanyon.com. And if you've made attracting whatever you want into your life, uh, a focus for yourself and you want it to be even easier it's the guided journal that i highly recommend and it's for 100 days and yes. it will help you to attract perfected health and wealth and relationships and kindness and love and money and all of those things whatever you can imagine regardless of what's going on in in the world around you today yeah. it has nothing to do with you as an individual
1: and you know what? If you can't think of an action to apply to your kinetic belief today, just go for a walk, rain or shine, get out there and get and stir up the endorphins. It just, it makes your brain just start buzzing, doesn't it?
0: It does. You know, great point to that. If you can't think of an action that is in alignment with your kinetic belief, head out the door. And when you do this today, imagine this, how would that person that you imagine that's filled with joy walk? hmm Yes. How would that person that is a millionaire walk and yes. walk that way? Mm-hmm. How would that person that you've imagined be perfectly healthy walk mm-hmm. and walk like that? Guess what you've just done? Yeah. You have by faith and with the substance of your belief begun the law of attraction to bring and manifest that in your life because you are acting in accordance with your highest viewpoint and thought forms for those things. Yeah great way to act every single day and then those actions can change and you can yes. journal those as you get receive these ideas on how else to act mm-hmm. in accordance with what yeah. you're believing for
1: Wow. Well, there it is. Our directive for the day. We, No question what to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No question what to do. Well, that's always my question. What the heck am I supposed to do? (laughs) Well, you know, and if you you need a place to start from, find out what your purpose is. Locate that. And that's also on the website. You can download and print the Kinetic Belief Purpose Workbook available also at stephencanyon.com.
1: stephencanyon.com. Love it. Well, thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Uh, See you tomorrow. Megan, you're
0: such a pleasure.
1: I'm a delight.
0: Your pleasure. (laughs) A a delightful pleasure. Thank you. All right. Let's go have some more fun.
1: Okay, let's do it. Uh, Thanks. See you tomorrow.
0: Bye.